What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Spencer, and we are recording this for a second time. Uh, but as you guys can see from the title, we are going to be debating who has a better collection of Dragon Ball Z arcs. So, like I said, we already recorded this video. So what we're actually doing here is going back over it. And I think it's kind of better this way too for us because we kind of like flesh out our, our thoughts like during that podcast live. And now that we kind of like already had that discussion, I think we can kind of make this more coherent. We wanted to uh, we wanted to maintain the integrity of our original uh, selections. <laughs> yeah, we have you, we don't want to pass this off as this is the first time because otherwise we I think we would both at some point just be like, what are we doing? That's the first step <laughs> down the path of boss baby calls us at 3 a.m. type videos. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. That's the first Once step. Once you get there, there's no going back. Once you start faking content, you really can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You really can't put the the toothpaste back in the tube. Once that happens. Yeah, I'm not ready to sell my soul just quite yet. All right, we'll, we'll so it's it's gonna be more so of a this or that kind of a uh, situation and where we go through these arcs. So uh, yeah, we're we tried to like match them up to where like maybe they're either similar or it's kind of like. We wanted to take ones that were similar in quality, yeah. So, kind of like matching up arcs that we thought were similar. In yeah, at least to a best... It's not going to be one for one, but to the best of our abilities. Uh, okay. Let's get right into it, man. We'll start to what I think is the least interesting debate, because these were the last two picked. So, these are both our bottom tier. Like, bottom tier selections. Right. Uh, uh, maybe your bottom tier. Really? You really... Okay, I well, do kind of... Okay, we should so. say what it is now. Okay, so Kevin took Battle of Gods... So we're, we interpret them as a movie, like the... Yeah, when we talk about both of these, when we talk about both of these, because Spencer picked a, a movie arc too, uh, well, you picked uh, Resurrection F. Right. So well, when we when we analyze these, we're, we're, we have the manga, or not the manga, the movie in mind. Yeah, because like, we all know that it was rushed during that time, and it kind of like... It made a lot of people upset. The anime, it's just not worth... It's not worth... Battle of Gods did a couple of interesting things, I guess, if we're going to talk about for a second. They had those, like... The one huge difference was that uh, Beerus and Goku were punching each other so hard, it was, like, breaking the fabric of reality. That was in the series, right? That was not in the movie. It was yeah. definitely in the anime. That's kind of the biggest change, I think, from both of these. Uh, regardless, it, like, Frieza is a lot more strong in the... Uh, in the Resurrection F in the anime. I would still say that the movies are still the definitive version of those arcs because those are the ones that Toriyama worked on himself. So right. those are the definitive versions of those arcs for me. Anyways. The reason, why did you... Uh, <laughs> I feel like we just went on a huge tangent. About <laughs> why, did you pick, uh, why did you pick Resurrection F like we all don't know the answer? Well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the only one left. When we were originally picking these, uh, it was literally the last one left. So it was the one that Spencer had to choose. There's so many horrible things about it I you have say, nothing nice to say about it do you i like golden frieza the design of it yeah it looks cool it looks cool cool golden frieza does look cool um i picked battle of gods because i think it being the first kind of full-fledged dragon ball story uh you know since in however many years uh, I think they did a really good job of kind of widening the scale of this of the story in the series, and at the same time, kind of easing people back into it. It was a much easier ease of getting back into it than GT ever exactly. was. Exactly, because you know it kind of GT what takes place kind of like in a couple years after DBZ, right? Right. It's like very soon after. It's kind of essentially the continuation of the story, like as if it was never ending. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just the, the the tone and pacing and just the overall feel of GT always felt off, but this felt very much like natural Dragon Ball. And so, um, I, I do think that, you know, the 
regardless of what your opinion on Super is, I enjoy myself pretty much every time I think about that arc or go back and watch the movie. So yeah, I, I really do. I actually genuinely like Battle of Gods, and it, I didn't just pick it just because, uh, just because it was you know one of the only ones left or anything like that. I picked it because I genuinely like it. I, I would have obviously preferred to have Battle of Gods over Resurrection F. I just think that because I got to go first, so that my penalty for for going first was having like was getting weighed down by Resurrection F. That, I, that essentially my last pick was already. I was have I was strategizing around that. It was like, <laughs> well, at least I won't have. Resurrection F. Yeah. And the reason I, I just hate it so much is just because it's it doesn't really contribute anything positive <laughs> or overall meaningful to the to the canon. Nothing changed. Nothing at all. Well, nothing changes, but at the same time, like I feel like the only thing that they by nothing changing, I think the only thing left for it to do is to damage our the the image of certain characters. Uh Vegeta got absolutely fucking shafted in in Resurrection F. Gohan was made to look like the uh the ultimate uh soy boy <laughs> as we say but yeah like it's just it i think taking and also taking the uh the you know the moment of defeating frieza away from vegeta kind of pissed me off too and a lot of it is just it feels inconsequential i feel like nothing changes about the story if you just remove it which is why i which is why i think toyotaro just completely left it out of the manga I it's not in the manga I would also, I guess you can say the best part about this movie is how bad Gohan was because fans were so upset. I think they wrote him in. More they gave him the a buff. They buffed his role in Tournament so of Power by Resurrection F being so bad. It made this better. <laughs> Toriyama was just like, "Wait, guys, like, I'll fix Gohan." Just he wait to the scenes. I just like. Also, the debut of Super Saiyan Blue, I feel like could have been done way better that's if it was lost the weight of being a Super Saiyan. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think. Uh, one, it was largely inconsequential. Like it didn't. The situation did not require Goku and Vegeta doing Super Saiyan Blue. As far as I think, yeah. As far as we're concerned, what's the difference between Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan Blue? There's no, there's no uh, like noticeable, di there's no discernible difference, just because other than appearance, just because we never got to see what the full scope of the Super Saiyan God powers were. And so, like, my issue is just like if you had put this in the Universe Six tournament. I think it would have looked way better, and we can talk about that later, but... What they should do, now that they are making movies, let's get a good movie where before he knows how to go Super Saiyan Blue, where the top... Like, top just mess, jump Super back Saiyan in the God. timeline a little bit before, yeah. like... Well, yeah, it, that I mean, all cool. movies were like that, you know, the Dragon Ball I don't Z know, movies. I think Super Saiyan God got a good amount of, like, time in battle in the uh, Broly movie, too, though. Not really. I don't know. It's yeah. one fight, so it would be cool to see if he didn't have Super Saiyan Blue to back out on. I would just like to see those those transformations be a big deal, like whenever, like when they are utilized, you know. So yeah. let's move on to the next uh, this or that for yes. uh, for the Dragon Ball arcs. And I should say disclaimer: uh, it's just Dragon Ball Z to Super because neither of us have seen the original Dragon Ball series. And also, I think thematically, those th it's just, just too much of save ourselves like an three hours yeah of... and it's just thematically it's too much of a departure i think from super and dragon ball z so it just makes more sense to just include these in my opinion yeah so i have the i have the freezer saga and you have the android saga interesting it's a, it, that's an interesting uh, uh bout because i think that's between you and i that's two of our favorite arcs so why did you uh why'd you go for the freezer saga Goku has a really great buff, and uh, like it's just cool to see. Super Saiyan's awesome. Was just like that's that's the well, moment. Yeah, essentially, Super Saiyan is when all of us American kids were like, 
all right this that's is when a- kind of the paradigm shifted yeah <laughs> yeah the, everything changes and you know that was i also were, was talking about this with the last podcast like the culmination of events i know we're not rating dragon ball series but like just think of that entire collective story like all that it went through and for it to like accumulate to like where like the actual backstory behind saiyans and like goku being this legendary character who it doesn't end up not really being one but for the time being we thought like we we also said this if if the story had ended after the frieza saga yeah it would maybe go down as one of the best animes yeah because how many what we're thinking about that's a that's around 70 episodes right or maybe yeah. even less than that like 50 60 episodes of just the saiyan saga into the frieza saga yeah definitely definitely if it's cl- open like saiyan saga if you're only looking at the saiyan saga and the frieza saga and that's that those are your two kind of you know reference points for the whole show for the entire story for sure because those I mean, two you, arcs are really concise really good storytelling incredible action i think the art style was amazing i Vegeta think Vegeta kind of like has this churn to that's it. what i'm like, saying everyone kind of, of everyone has this like development like it's su- the story is just like if, if you look at those two arcs the story is just looks really focused in those if that's the entire scope of it for sure yeah it would have been really dope but so I, I think that's what yeah. truly makes this arc that special um it's not that i picked the uh android saga over it yeah i think I, you yeah, picked, I picked it, it first you, so. you picked it first i really love the frieza saga but i also really do love the android saga just because what uh, one of my favorite aspects of dragon ball is how uh how invested in long-term storytelling it is like they will introduce characters that don't seem relevant in the moment but like later on an entire saga or arc will be about them and uh that's that's basically how i felt about like you know the red like the 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 trials and tribulations Goku had against the Red Ribbon Army in the original Dragon Ball, which is one of the few like elements of that series that I remember, um, playing like a huge role, like a massive role in like not only just this arc later on in the series, but like all of Dragon Ball, like the like the Red Ribbon Army leading into the androids, leading into the splitting of the timelines, leading to Trunks, like leading to an entire universe getting obliterated, pretty much. So. Um, I just like that was one of my favorite elements. Vegeta uh, becoming a, like Vegeta is my favorite character in the show. So um, I think you know his you know journey to becoming a Super Saiyan was super super compelling. Um, I really love the Android Saga, man. It, it it puts the it puts the spotlights on on a few other people. It's kind of like has that air of like searching for a like Goku. Searching. It was a little bit of time to be yeah. like, uh, what if what if Dragon Ball Z didn't have Goku? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was kind of just like searching for Goku's successor, peeking around the idea yeah. of just like taking the spotlight away from Goku, which I thought was really dope, and it got like really good moments for some of my favorite characters. Oh yeah, I love that song too. Um, here Next we go. Next one. Uh, I have the Goku Black Arc, and you have the Tournament of Power. Oh, wow. I'm going to really enjoy this. <laughs> so, I think you did pick the Goku Black Arc over the Tournament of Power. No, I, f- I forced your hand. When we were, when we were voting, I, I took... Uh, oh, yeah. You forced me into taking the Tournament of Power because you didn't I, know... I wanted, I... The sel- cause I wanted the Frieza Saga. Yeah, that that's, was, a... that's how it rolled out. But you do love the Goku Black Arc. And you should, I really do. And you should explain that to me. That was the... Well, I watched the show every single week, like, since it released. But that was the first arc for me that I felt like, okay, this is a Dragon Ball Z arc. It feels like it had a Dragon Ball feel to you. I mean, Dragon Ball Z used to be about, like, protecting the planet. And, like, we don't... We hadn't really gotten that... 
in Dragon Ball Super just quite yet. Like, yeah. There were never really any serious implications outside of Beerus fake saying he's going to destroy the Earth. Like That was the closest we ever okay. got. Uh, so like, think about Boo and yeah. just everything, the, all of it. Like that used to be the original idea, of saving planet Earth, and like that is exactly what they did. Yeah, I, I will agree that that's kind of the first instance in Super where there is any kind of like where there is kind of like this sense of urgency or danger to everybody. But uh, yeah, no one who was watching the anime at the time of Battle of Gods airing was like, "Oh, Beerus is gonna destroy the world." Like, <laughs> yeah. We all like literally, we all knew that he wasn't going to. So. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Uh, I went with the Tournament of Power because I honestly think it is one of the best uh, arcs in all of Dragon Ball. Um, I love the Tournament of Power. I just think it gives them, like like I said, it's for similar reasons of the Android Saga. Like, co characters other than Goku get some really good moments in the Tournament of Power. I love the idea of uh, Seventeen being the sole survivor and kind of making the wish to, to restore everybody. Um, yeah. Here's my thing with Dragon Ball, man. If you, if you look at the Tournament of Power strictly from the perspective of power scaling and whether or not the logic of the universe is holding up in the events of the story, like, fuck that, man. I hate, I hate viewing stories like that, and especially anime, because I know it's really pre prevalent, but a lot, like, you miss out on a lot of good storytelling by focusing solely on that. And when you focus on the Tournament of Power from a storytelling perspective, I think it becomes way more compelling um, and obviously is like bolstered a lot by it's easily the best artwork that Super has had the entire like throughout the duration of the entire series because it was pretty fucking rough in some aspects. And, and we all know why, but it was still rough. But the animation for the Tournament of Power looked amazing. Um, and I like Jiren. I like Jiren a lot. I know you don't like Jiren, and I tried to explain to you why I thought Jiren was dope. <laughs> but uh, I, I do really like Jiren because I think like the the uh, the end all be all tournaments with the end all be all fighter being Jiren, I think is really cool because Jiren is kind of like a mirror of Goku, or at least what Goku aspires to be. He is he is Goku's dream realized. Jiren is the strongest of the strong. He is. He strived every day to become stronger, and he did, and he succeeded. And Goku being able to re like being confronted with that and realizing that like, you know, a sense of jet like maybe like the opportunity to change uh, is presented to Goku as a result of that, and we'll obviously find out, uh, you know, if the Moro arc ever gets animated. But I really, really liked the uh, all of the narrative stuff they did in the Tournament of Power. Power scaling be damned. I don't give a fuck about all that power scaling shit. My only really Ultra issue, Instinct is also really cool. It Sorry. is very. It was actually the first. It was the only cool transformation in Super. Ultra Instinct, yeah, and it was also you could the, say like, Kaioken's. But the, ugh, I don't know. That, that was the only time that Super Saiyan Blue actually felt powerful. It's also filler. It's also not like yeah. It's not, it's even not real. like definitively canon. Um, but uh, yeah, Ultra Instinct is. It actually it looks felt really cool. Different. It looks really cool, and they also like like kind of carved it out in the story which I thought was even better. That's why the original Super Saiyan transformation is good, because it is a part of the story, you know, so. Yeah, the only thing I just didn't like about Tournament Power, I, I've told you this before, I just think it's too big. There's too many. There were too many, like, fight. Like, there were, like, 80 fighters. We, we didn't really even. really didn't need Master they Roshi or Krillin. 
Like, I don't know. I really like the Master Roshi moments, especially the ones that he had with good, Goku. But I'm just you could write it without him. Like that wasn't a quintessential part of the tournament. I'm Power just Rangers. yeah. I'm mad that like you had TN in there instead of like Gotenks <laughs> or something. It would have been funny to see. I think Gotenks would have been kind of interesting actually. We t- we also talked about this before, like how there is actual no real reason that Trunks and Goten should not be the like in two slots. Dude, they're like prodigious <laughs> dude. Saiyans, dude. They were. They almost beat Boo. And like they, they they basically like they basically kind of like stamped the uh, like stamped no on us the moment like we first saw them in the anime when they were like oh we haven't been training in a while yeah they like, actually aged it's like, backwards two years yeah like <laughs> they were much. like they were like less mature like they they had like little sense of urgency they were like little little kids they have like toddler they're like toddlers yeah they were legitimately like toddlers so now so they kind of were just like forget about it like you're, it's not gonna happen <laughs> so weird it's not gonna happen I don't understand why I. I it could have been a really good opportunity to do some character building. Like, there's some cool built-in stuff for Goten's character. Dude, they developed so much in the Boo Saga. That's what I'm saying. They grew like, up, like, a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've been through... They At this point already, they've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, you could have... With all the all that time we fucking had sitting around w- during the Tournament of Power, man. Because there was a lot. There were a lot of episodes of the Tournament of Power. And a lot of them were spent on, like... Gohan is fighting a Power Ranger, dude. Like, <laughs> it was just like we could have had, we or like, I get it. Like, Roshi, like, I think the evil containment stuff was pretty cool, but like, I also would have, like, if you put in some Goten or Trunks character development in, in that place instead, I think I would have liked that better. If it's condensed, you can give more powerful moments. You don't have to, like, because, you know, during the tournament of power, everybody has to have their own, or else, like, why would they have written them into the story, basically? Mm-hmm. So if you if you have fewer people, then you, you know you don't you can focus more waste on, less time. Just, yeah, yeah. So like Gohan should should have beaten uh, Dis Distapo, whatever his name is. Dispo. Yeah, Dispo. Or no, not Dispo. Or Tapo. Yeah, Tapo. That's what I'm thinking. Or Top. I think they call him. In the... I think Vegeta ends up eliminating him. In yeah, the... but I think that would have been a much better moment if Gohan did it. Interesting. What what do we have next? Uh, yeah. Also, Super Saiyan Rose, very amazing and cool, and he has a, a scythe. That that automatically yeah, dude. Will, I, I don't care. I don't care what you think about Super Saiyan Rose and its and its narrative like significance. Oh, Who cares, man? It looks really cool. Like, and it's also easily the funnest uh, character to use on fighters, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's great. So, all right, this will be an interesting one. I have the Saiyan Saga, and you have the Cell Saga. Damn, I'm about to get. They're about to cancel me, bro. <laughs> they're about to cancel me. I, you know, actually, it's so funny. I think two days ago, I watched a ton of episodes from the Saiyan Saga. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, like, okay, here's my thing. I kind of don't fuck with the Saiyan Saga as much as everyone else does. Not not to say that I don't like it. It's Dragon Ball, and I love it. But um, a lot of people would say it's the definitive, like, best Dragon Ball arc. Like, it, a lot of people will say that. It's like that, or like people say it'll fall. It falls off the rails around the cell side. You know what I what, what I think is extremely so special about this because mm-hmm. this was the continuation of Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And I wouldn't even say like the Raditz part was they that was a really ease into the series because at the end of the day, they were able to join forces and defeat the villain. You know, Piccolo. Like, yeah. yeah, like so that was like, that's a, a big deal. That yeah. was a big deal, like in and of itself. But it's. That could have been perceived to be in Dragon Ball, in my opinion. Like, that could have been another, like, little continuation of the story to happen. But when you bring in Vegeta, who is, like, just 
beep, leaps and bounds above anything the show has Super, ever seen. Way more powerful than Blowing anybody. Up mountains yeah. and the moon. Yeah. Like, the scaling of the show like ramped to an entirely new universe. Mm-hmm. Like that was the establishment of that, and I think that was like really cool if you think about it that way. Yeah, I yeah I, I've also I've never really considered uh, it, and you know because you and I didn't really watch Dragon Ball, so um, the idea of Piccolo as a like sworn enemy of Goku doesn't make sense. The idea of like a bunch of Goku's current kind of supporting cast, the idea of him like being super like buddy buddy with them, is just really kind of strange. And we grew up on DBZ, so like Piccolo was always Goku's homie in our like you know in our like you know frame of reference so i i i I will i will say yeah that's valid and i think that you know for those people that probably has a much bigger reason into why they they look back on it so fondly but i don't know man when i watch it it's just like the shit drags sometimes and and for that urgency that should come along with the the scale of the show being blown way up as far as just like the danger and the urgent like all of this stuff that's going on the 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 stakes uh it takes a lot of breaks in that you know and i just there are too many moments that don't feel that don't kind of like maintain that urgency for me but it is again so interesting because because of dragon ball like we never really even knew what goku was that entire show for the Mm -hmm. most part and then you just get like a quick introduction like hey this world that you think yeah yeah this little like super um, like superman kid he actually like belongs to this like other massive race and that race had a massive influence in the world and you know no yeah definitely i see that uh i see it from that perspective i just didn't really i never got to experience it that way and i don't think i'm never gonna be able to like like i don't think pound it into my head that that's kind of how i should interpret it yeah just because i'll feel like i'm watching like when i eventually go through and watch the original dragon ball i will feel like i'm watching a spinoff you know because my like to Dragon Ball is to me is Dragon Ball Z because that's just that's that's when it caught me you know yeah all right okay so there we what go. did I have I had the uh, right you had the the Cell Saga the Cell Saga yeah I'm just like again another moment where if you end the show there you tell a very good and complete story you know the this like where everyone has an arc that's satisfactory I think. You know, like, you further along Vegeta, you know, because you had you kind of had him at the anti-hero role in, uh, you know, in the Frieza saga. And then once you moved on to Cell, like, he kind of develops, like, a sense of justice, or in a sense, like, a sense of duty to somebody other than himself, which is why he fights in the first place, right? Well, not in the first place, but continues to fight. So, and that I thought was really dope, you know, even if they kind of left... You know left some of it unresolved trunks was amazing dude trunks was just like the the introduction of him in from that from that from those points on was just i really like trunks's like there's a reason he was established as like a favorite character for for people so i think it was really good in that uh obviously gohan if again if the series <laughs> ended that, it would have been great but unfortunately yeah. that was gohan's peak and i think at the very least, we should be able to appreciate the Cell Saga for that. Like, to see Gohan at the peak of his powers being able to, like, 
easily at there's a point in time where Gohan was the most powerful character in Dragon Ball. And, and that character and that character is like has been developed through Dragon Ball Z only. It had nothing to do with mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. Well, yeah, so it was like a character like him and Vegeta were just characters that made that were that, that were made that through this like this show. grow up. Like Gohan we saw like grow up from a child to like saving the universe. Yeah, and, and I think like I said, yeah, when you put that kind of thing into perspective, Gohan was the helpless child in the in the very first arc. You know, he was the... Crying baby. Yeah, he was the crying baby that, that Goku had to save. And, you know, now, Goku, like, coming to that point in the Cell Saga, Goku's dead. And, like, the only way they're gonna save... You know, they're gonna save the world is if Gohan, like, amps to a, a brand new level and becomes the strongest character. So, it's really dope. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they kind of neutered him afterwards. But, <laughs> you know, I think kind we can... Of. I well, can... Oh, even just the, the beginning of the Boo Saga, he was still that all that and a bag of chips he had lost it a little bit but he was i know but they yeah they would make that that's the part of the part of the reason why it kind of see like when you took when you put it in that that perspective like it still kind of upsets me because it's part of the story that gohan is weaker now than he was yeah in but the then, he, then he be, again becomes the most uh the strongest character in the show mm-hmm. later in the yeah, yeah, yeah when he like saga, but <laughs> yeah we'll we'll obviously talk about that in a second but yeah, I just I think the the fact that you see Gohan kind of reach the the that peak of his arc, um, I think is reason enough to appreciate the Cell Saga. No, I, I enjoy it, and there are definitely times where I go back and those are super fun episodes yeah. to watch too. Yeah, those last few the last few episodes of like Gohan like starting the fight with Cell to like ending it, those like that entire little mini episode series is so awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, last one. I have the Boo Saga, and you have the uh, Universe Six tournament. Or yes, the Universe Six tournament from uh, Super. Yeah, you have the Majin Boo Saga. Let's talk about one of the greatest sagas in the history of Dragon Ball, which is so strange. It, it feels so strange because I'm saying that knowing that like there are gonna be people who listen to this that <laughs> are just like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" The first season of the Boo Saga is could potentially oh, be dude, my it's favorite so good. season of like the entire series you get kind of good slice of life kind of dragon ball episodes if you only have one season to pick like in the entire series for sure this is it for me you think so that like beginning of the majin series because it's introduced as like these guys are like in their primes like goku and vegeta feel like they are like legitimately becoming the strongest like honing their craft to perfection gohan is still like respectable at that point and even has like a huge arc later where he becomes the most powerful character in the show again Mm -hmm. but yeah, that Ma- that Majin part, even before Boo ever shows up, and then you just get this with Bobbity and and yeah, yeah, where they're like going towards Bobbity to try to stop it. They didn't even know what it was in the beginning, like they were just trying to like stop whatever this plan was with the Supreme Kai, who was also cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you that's a, that's what I was like saying. A fighting great, Supreme great Kai world. who like had no idea what was going on. Great down world Earth. building, like just like I said, like gradual, like really gradual stuff. And like I said, that this, this this arc even planted seeds for stuff that would happen later on in Super. Like uh, uh, Beerus is the one that puts Old Kai in the in the sword. Like that's awesome, man. Like to have it all kind of you know come full circle is really really cool. So I I love the Boo arc, man. It's it and gives that me fun, that fight between it, Goku and Vegeta. Like just because we we had talked about this when we were watching it. Uh, so good man. together we were like oh my gosh because like it doesn't hit like that they, anymore, they have man. this initial fight like the, the fight that starts the entire series off and since then like vegeta he lost that fight 
And, and they haven't really gone been, after they have not gone at it since. They've had these other conflicts in the way, but in the back of Vegeta's mind this entire time. He's like, like I gotta fade this man. I have to yeah. go beat his ass. He's like, I know, like, I'm kind of becoming a good person now, but I'm still like I still have <laughs> to give him hands. Like, regardless of where I stand on the morality scale, Vegeta still had to give Goku hands for his pride. For the sake of his pride only, bro. It was really like that fight it that fight hits so hard when we when I when we watched it, man. And it's just animated. Like that, I think that's it the, looked the best it looked animated beautiful, fight scene in like at all of them. It's, it's beautiful. colored it is colored differently, like that fight. It has a certain different tint to it, and the show just feels so good. Dude, it's it's I love that fight. I and like I <laughs> said, it kind like of gives you small part of it. It, but... it, it, it it is contributory to why I think like regardless of how the how it treats power like i think a lot of people hate it because of the power scaling it's just it's all over the place people are, people get one-shotted and when they shouldn't and, and and stuff like that and it's dumb um but i i get a lot of enjoyment out of the moments in that arc so i don't really like it doesn't like that stuff doesn't matter to me man it's a really enjoyable arc for for that narrative stuff like we talked about with the culmination of kind of goku and vegeta's rivalry you know yeah, and then later in that very arc they join together yeah exactly <laughs> the like it's the culmination of their rivalry and then kind of like vegeta accepting goku as like as like a friendly rival more more so as like sworn enemy it's really dope like you get that stuff you get the narrative like the really good like the stuff that they kind of have been building towards and referencing for a long time and then you get like the really dumb fan service stuff which is like really enjoyable to watch like when you have your brain turned off dude like I, I really do think you get the best of both in Dragon Ball of Dragon Ball in the Majin Buu. Just see, I also I was just thinking of a great moment. Like when they first start fighting, they first go Super Saiyan two in front of each other, and they didn't really know if they had figured it out just quite yet, because it was kind of up in the air. And you I have just to see watch it. He's it like, after oh, this, so man. you figured it out too? And I'm like, ooh man, like he, oh, man. they're ready to go, <laughs> you know? So it was amazing. It's I guess incredible. I, I really almost ignoring like all the other events that happened, but it's still good. Like you get Vegeta, like that's a very like my like special was, moment. That, the whole like, like for me, like the best part of that arc is Vegeta under Babidi's control. Like of course, it's just it, I don't think the rest and his of it final is unbearable by and his no, it, I really enjoy the rest of it. But like the final atonement stuff, it is easily the peak of the arc for me. But and and my favorite character moment in the entire show is just Vegeta getting to the culmination of just like understanding that he needs to atone for for everything that he's done and and, and making the sacrifice like that's it, it is an incredible moment that it, it looks beautiful too so just off that alone man is is enough to make that one of my favorite dragon ball arcs and to end it uh i actually have the tournament uh the universe six tournament which <laughs> In scale from how I feel about the Majin Buu arc, <laughs> like versus this, I feel way like I feel like way no, more like, passionate. No, I mean like I'm <laughs> way more passionate about the Majin Buu arc than I am about the tournament, uh, the Universe Six arc. But I do really like that arc, and I think when you view it through the lens that I did of just like I didn't really uh, I didn't fuck with any of the Dragon Ball anime up until they were done doing the Frieza stuff and the Battle of Gods stuff. So, like, all of that just felt like rehashing to me. So, I wasn't really going to be take any kind of interest into Super until, until basically this arc started. So, um, as, an as more of an introduction for me into Super, really enjoyed it. Like, I just, like, because I, I recently went back and watched all of it. And when I was watching those episodes, I really enjoyed myself. 
You know, it, it felt like the an act, the actual introduction to Super. And when you view it through the lens of like, oh, potentially if they had actually had Super Saiyan Blue debut in this arc would have been amazing, dude. Like as like we've kind of been seeing Goku and, and Vegeta mess around in these like really kind of like peak forms. And then they take it to a whole new level when things kind of get even semi-serious was really cool to me. Uh, I love establishing the relationship between Vegeta and Kaba. It's just a really, it's a solid, uh, enjoyable arc. There's not like a lot of stakes, but it's 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 a fun watch. Resurrection app really just does not start the, it's just not a good movie. It's just I'm, bad, dude. I'm just it's... thinking of like, why was that the debut of Super Saiyan Blue, you know? That... <laughs> Just, they just wanted new forms, man. They just wanted to show off the new forms. I don't really understand, man. It was also Toriyama's first time making a movie, you know, like like beginning to end a full length feature film. So, and I think he like has talked about how it was like a a really different experience for him. But, bruh, that was. I I wish we could get that one back, man. <laughs> I w I think we would all like to get that one back. Should make it, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Okay, so that was our list. Uh, we'll yeah, put man. It, we'll put it in the description, obviously, so you guys can see it all. And we'll put up uh, we'll put up a poll somewhere uh, so you guys can vote on who had the uh, the better selection of uh, of arcs. So. Yeah, so we'll combine the Twitter votes with uh, we get the votes on YouTube. All right, uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, if you guys have any comments, <laughs> you uh, can let us know down below. Other than that, that's gonna do it for today's podcast. Have an absolutely wonderful night.